0: Welcome to the How To Code Well podcast, a show all about web development and programming. My name is Peter Fisher, I am a freelance web and mobile applications developer. Hello, coders, and welcome to another How to Code Well discussion. Today, we're going to be talking all about web development and management. Today, we have Jeremy Onion here, uh, and he is the technical director at the Torpedo Group. Hi, Jeremy. How's it going?
1: Hi. It's going well. Thanks a lot.
0: So... Me and Jeremy actually have a bit of a past because we actually worked together uh, at Fasthost Host for, uh, for a good few years, uh, but Jeremy has actually done a lot of stuff in uh, web development and he's now obviously the technical director. So Jeremy, if you could just talk about how you be started becoming a web developer and then we can get to uh, that technical director a bit in just a
1: second. Yeah, sure. No problem. So um, the, my introduction to web development goes way back before we met.
0: Right. Um,
1: so I started my career in, we're um, going back to 94. So wow. back when um, Amazon was just starting, right. uh, as it happens. Um, and I was working for a mail order firm uh, back then. So obviously, mail order e-commerce. It was a natural fit. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so we started at the time we were starting to investigate it. Uh, we uh, used a product called um, Actinic Catalog, right? Which probably doesn't exist anymore. Um, and then I kind of um, moved out of there a bit into more software um, um, implementation management, so project management that sort of thing. Right. Um, and then came back into um, so still doing mail order software. And then um, a couple of years—well, I say a couple of years later, probably about uh, '98—moved um, back to a mail order company wow. as an IT manager, ironically enough. Right? Um, just oh, more—I say IT manager. It was actually more of a, a systems administration type gig. Uh-huh. Uh, but the web developer we had there left, so right. I kind of picked up the reins on that a bit as well. Yeah. And kind of it kind of progressed from there. Um, I've been developing since you know, developing code since I was about 12 I used to have a zx81 a big 20 similar story to most developers um, yeah. you know started off as a kid doing hobby type stuff um, and then kind of uh, gravitated into it and being in mail order uh, mm. pretty much my entire career it was kind of a natural progression and was that and was that
0: mainly PHP
1: uh, language yes yeah. it was so initially back when I was working for the first company I worked for um, PHP wasn't really um, a thing back then, Mm. and uh, JavaScript was just kind of taking off, literally just. So there was the two competing standards of JavaScript and Jscript. I don't know if you remember those yourself. Yeah,
0: Yeah. proper old Um, school.
1: (laughs) And then we had the Browser wars with uh, Netscape Mm. and uh, IE. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that was that. But when uh, when I'd moved to the second role where I started doing it, more uh, a lot more seriously uh it was actually a company called match uh natural collection over in bath right um, So i then, was then sorry so this is this,
0: this, this is this is bath in in uk yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. bath is in uh, just down the road from here so yeah yeah,
0: yeah.
1: excellent um, so yeah so and then yeah and, um that was when i started to utilize php um, a lot more, mm. and it's kind of uh, gone from there, really.
0: God, wow! That's such a that's such a story. And so you you actually were a a manager whilst before before being a manager. It's such a such an awesome story.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, it was it was kind of um, they were they were um, managerial roles in title only. So, oh, okay. for example, okay. when I was the project manager, I was managing projects. So there's yeah. no man management or anything like that. But right. I was I was the person that was making sure that the projects got implemented on time and all that sort of stuff. Um, and likewise with the IT managerial role, that was just managing the IT systems, not actually managing people.
0: Right, right. S-
1: similar yeah. thing. So you're sort of like it's still problem solving and all yeah. the rest of it. And that's been the main, um, probably the main feature of my career since nice. the very beginning. A lot of it is based around problem solving. And again. As a developer, it's a natural thing you enjoy doing.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and and so, how how did you actually first get into web development? What was the thing that made you think, you know, this is this is the career for me? You know, sort of after education and that kind of stuff.
1: Um. So, if if I don't think there was ever a conscious decision to get into web development. Right. Um, when I was when I was working at um, Miramal, which was the first uh, company I worked for, um, and and we were doing that was a, the initial mail order company. Yeah. And this is right back, like I said, it was when Amazon was just beginning and all the rest of it. Wow. It yeah. was it was a new, interesting field that anybody in mail order was having to you know really should look to get into. Yeah,
0: yeah. We
1: were, we were selling office supplies, so it was right. ideal for mail order because everything was boxed rigidly easy to pack so literally sticker on out the door right uh, so that you know it, it was kind of you know investigating that and then through the software yeah. um, house i was working for again it was e- it was um mail order so e-commerce was a natural fit so yeah again doing that and i'd re- always enjoyed coding as you know when i was a young person anyway and mm. there on my big 20 and what have you so you know it it seemed like a natural way to go so it it wasn't like I'd been looking around thinking no what am I going to do with my life I know do that it was it was literally just kind of really organic It's all like you know what I really know this industry I love this type of work I love development let's go in that direction
0: nice that's really really good so how how did you jump from 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 that position to to fast host where did you see that transition go how did that happen
1: uh, there's a lot lot of lot that happened in between those points right. <laughs> um so um I'd worked time, I'd, I'd, I'd done my time at UML I'd done the uh, software implementation job mm-hmm. I was back IT manager and then you know kind of slipped into a web development role mm. um so I'd gone through another company as well uh, an extreme sports company right wow. um and then okay. I'd kind of reached a, a bit of a crossroads in my life right so um I um various things happened in my personal life and I really needed a kind of a sabbatical.
0: Uh-huh. So
1: um I kind of um went in a completely different direction for a bit. I moved to Germany, of all places, and As I ended do. up working for a logistics company of all things. Wow. Booking transportation for a um for a company that were doing parts from um Eastern Europe, so Poland, uh, Eastern Germany, um and various places like that. Mm-hmm. To uh, Birmingham for the uh, Mini uh, BMW Mini, uh, they make it the plant there. Right.
0: Um,
1: so I kind of I, I did that for just under a year. Right. Um, I think it was. Um, I'd also met my uh, fiance uh, while I was there out there as well. Um, actually, in fairness, I'd met her before that, and that was kind of why I'd gone to that part of Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and Ro- then we romantic, were looking to come eh? back to the UK. Um, And um, initially, I took a job in Cheltenham um, Mm -hmm. for a financial services company. Right. Um, And then we moved back then. Now, this would have been about 2009, 2010, Mm -hmm. roundabout. And I came back, I was working there for a year as a a senior PHP developer. um, And the financial services crash happened. Yeah. Um, So that gives you an idea of the time scale, and it was kind of a bit first in, first out. So, Mm -hmm. uh, Sorry, last in, first out, Mm -hmm. so Mm I I was um, made redundant. Mm -hmm. Um, We were based in Cheltenham at the time, so looking for another uh, developer role, um, and um, through a recruiter, I got um, put forward for a position at Fasos. Right. And there, um, literally a couple of weeks after you did. Yeah,
0: yeah. That was good yeah. Good times, good times.
1: Yeah, it was fantastic. One of the, one of the brilliant things about working there, I, 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 um, I'm not sure how your career had been to that point, but I'd either always been working as a one-man team, mm. kind mm. of leading um, mm. as someone who, because I've got a, a massive interest in uh, development, anyway, mm. um, not just web development, just general development uh, mm-hmm. in general. I, mm-hmm. I love de- developing. Well, I love problem problem solving, yeah. and development is a good pure form of that.
0: It is, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And so I, I either find found myself, you know, teaching other people mm. or working on my own. And joining Fastos, I was suddenly um, thrown into a team atmosphere with some phenomenal developers. Oh yeah, yeah. They, uh, yeah. You know, the team we had there was. You know, they were really, really, uh, you know, right on it. Um, mm-hmm. I learned so much from that. Yeah, um, it was unbelievable. Yeah, you know, I'd got in thinking, yeah, I know web development. Yeah, <laughs> I can do all this. Yeah, uh, so like, wow. It was. I it, really don't know as much as I
0: thought. It was proper yeah. proper A team stuff. It was. It was yes. really good stuff. And like you said, the team at Fast Hosts are, are amazing programmers, not only the, the programmers, but also the people who are supporting the, um, the DevOps oh, yeah. type stuff as well. I mean, they, kn- yeah. they knew their stuff like the back of their hand.
1: Oh, well, they certainly did. And you just absorbed all that register. knowledge like a sponge. <laughs> yes, oh, definitely. Not according to the register, we had a few run-ins with uh with with that uh, IT site, but uh yeah. well, you know. Other than that, yeah, they they were they were incredibly uh good talented crowd. So, yeah. yeah, and I learned so much yeah. uh from my time there. Definitely.
0: definitely. So, so we were basically there for like was it 2 years or something like that?
1: Um, I was there for 4 years in total. 4 years in total. Uh, so, okay, yeah, so I, I so, so
0: I I must have left like halfway in from your
1: yeah halfway through my uh, tenure
0: there right yeah cool so gosh so so um what happened after that then where did you what 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 made first of all what made you choose to jump to something else and also um sort of where was your skill level at that point um in in terms of both web development and and as you said in the in the management sort of side because there must have been, there must have been a point where there's like a fork in the road, I think, between whether mm-hmm. you're a programmer or whether you manage programmers. Yeah. So, so talk, talk us up to yeah. that point.
1: Okay. So that, that kind of, that comes a little bit later in the story. Okay. Um, so we were, um, so at this point, um, I'm at Paso, thoroughly mm. enjoying it, Yeah, you know, as, as you know, mm. fantastic place to work, fantastic people to work with, um, but I'm I'm in the UK. Um, I'm missing Germany. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. fiance is missing Germany. Um, so we were uh, we were looking uh, to move back. And I've got to be honest. I think three to four years on, on a company is um, with a company is, is is not a bad thing. I mean, no, to be fair, not. we weren't, hadn't been missing Germany. I'd probably still be at because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was a fantastic place to work. and It's the sort of place you can stay at and still mm-hmm. be. Growing as a developer mm-hmm. and still be doing interesting stuff and developing new, new stuff, um, but we we decided we you know, we really wanted to get back to Germany, so mm. started um, looking around for positions and ended up um, with a position in Munich. Of all places, right? Now, one of the fantastic things about Munich is that it's a very international city mm-hmm. um, in in terms of Germany, and it's one of the hotspots for development roles right. as well. Okay, so ever fancy um, working abroad, (laughs) Munich is a fantastic place to look because the majority of the companies there are international. So they tend to use business English um, Mm -hmm. as their, you know, internal language. Mm -hmm. So everybody there speaks English to a very good level. Right. I'm saying you should ever go and live in a foreign country and not learn the language. I do know some German, enough to get by definitely, and I was doing a German course both beforehand and while I was there. So I'm not too bad with the old German, but – you know, as, as a way in, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So if you ever, if you don't want to do it, mind get in there before March twenty 29th, otherwise you're <laughs> like, you're so easily, oh, let's, um, let's not make this political. <laughs> <laughs> I will do my best. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, um, I took a job out there with a company called Hive, um, mm-hmm. as a, again, senior developer. Um, and we were, um, basically working on a, um, an innovation platform right so so the company hive themselves they are a company that will go into businesses and help them to innovate mm-hmm. um, and get ideas from their you know their employees and um, as to how they can improve um, the company uh, right. um, things like that and um, um, the system we were working on was a, um, a platform um, they, almost like Facebook, but for generating ideas and that. So okay. you could put ideas in, people could comment on it and like it and all that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and we were working with companies like uh, Fujitsu, Daimler-Benz, uh, BMW, some um, so some really big blue chip companies. Yeah, uh, yeah. And um, I absolutely loved um, the work, but um, part of the problem there was that um, – good product um, nice companies to work for but it this this product was kind of an add-on to mm. their main business which was um, selling the consultancy into these companies and helping them run these I donation programs and things like that okay uh, Had lots of other facets to the business as well um, so they got um, they got products that they were designing themselves they do industrial design they do a whole load of stuff and this was just a very small section of that right so I started to feel quite constrained in terms of, you know, there was a ceiling above me, above me that I couldn't go through. Uh-huh. I didn't feel that we were getting the support within the team that maybe we, we could have done with. Not because the, the management weren't on board with doing that, but just mm. because business priorities were that, you know, we, we were only a small part of the you know the entire company. Okay. I don't want to make it sound like Hive were, you know, <laughs> not doing justice to their developers. That certainly wasn't the case at all. Mm. But, mm. you know, I had these conversations with them at the time. Mm. Um... So I was looking for something else at the time, and um, stay, still within Munich, um, ended up working for a part of a company called ePay. Right,
0: right. So,
1: um, and this was um, they, they're they're rather they're uh, listed on the Nasdaq. They're a large uh, multinational. Nice. Uh, they have a head office there in Germany, and they do um, payment system integration and uh, ATMs, foreign exchange. Mm-hmm quite a few to do with um, electronic transactions of, of money. So if you know these um, these lighting cards and things like that, you get at the checkout in Sainsbury's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, other supermarkets are available. <laughs> uh, then um, we what we used to do is we used to do the fulfillment for the cards. Right. So we could get them printed for you. We would do the integration into the EPOS system okay. so that you could validate them through the EPOS.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. We would do the integration into the back-end system, so iTunes or Google Play or uh, Steam or whichever platform right. it is, right. and basically run that whole thing end-to-end. So okay. basically, we could rock up to someone like Steam and say, "How would you like to sell vouchers within, you know, Sainsbury's or uh, you know, whichever supermarket happened to be?" And then we would do end to end from putting the um, the cards out into the store to actually being validated and being used on the on their platform. Wow! So, so yeah, so that was um, very interesting. And ironically enough. I got that. One of the main reasons I got that role was because of Fasos, right. because they were using Zen Framework.
0: Ah, OK, I see. Yeah, that good old yeah. thing. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I was able
1: to draw on some of that experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it was actually while I was there working as a developer, we had a um, another team that were working on a prepaid credit card system uh, as a multi-currency one and they were struggling a bit. Um, Mm. Initially, it was just one junior developer, then they had two junior developers working on it. Mm. But these two poor guys, well, a guy and a girl, uh, were sat Mm. on their own Mm -hmm. uh, trying to get this project uh, up and running and working and what have you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was asked by my boss, could I, you know, help them out a bit? Now, I think they were expecting me to just go and do a couple of code reviews, just see what was going on and what have you. Mm. Um, Mm. As it was, we... um, I got in there, um, started working with them, and realized that the developers themselves, you know, there was no problem with that at all. They were good, hmm. they were genius, but they were really good, talented developers, and they knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. Problem was the lack of organization. Uh, okay. So uh, they were having loads of um, requests fired at them, left, right, and center. Hmm. And being juniors, they were just trying to respond to everything.
0: Right. Okay. So, so, so almost like juggling fire in the sense of like no no, yeah. pro, no triage or priorities. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I like uh, the way I, I like to say it. They they were trying to firefight with a super soaker full of petroleum.
0: <laughs> oh God. You know it,
1: it just wasn't working. No, no. So so rather than having to get involved in you know doing any of the coding and yeah. what have you, my first first thing I did there was to actually implement a Kanban board okay so um, yeah so for, for anybody who doesn't uh, know what a kanban board mm. um, it's a it's an agile way of um, organizing um, software project well any project really mm. um, software is a, a particular use case for it uh, where you have columns a set of columns so it might be as simple as to do doing done right yep and then you have your tasks yep. in those columns um, and then Everything goes in the to-do column, mm-hmm. and you just order them, highest priority to lowest priority. But the key um, workflow that you use with that is you only ever work on one or two items. Right. And you are not allowed to touch anything else until that right. item has gone from to-do across to done. To done. It's very black and white. So yeah. It, yeah it, it is that simple, but mm, it's mm. very effective particularly mm. when you're trying to firefight like they were. Mm. Um, mm. You can't work on five different things, particularly on a, a, you know, the same code base. Yeah. Yeah. Your merge requests get very messy. Mm. Uh, you start to trip over yourself. You'll implement something halfway <laughs> Mm-hmm. Start to rely on that, and then mm-hmm. realize that you've gone down a rabbit hole, and you need to re-implement. It. It's it's not a good way to work at all. No, no, right. and
0: and that's that's the beauty of agile because it allows you to. Well, if you do it correctly, it allows you to have more of a more of a, a, a oversight as to the scale of the issues that you have to deal with. You know the size of the problem because a lot of the <laughs> lot, a lot of uh, developers are in that position who who are juggling all sorts of things at once they don't appreciate the actual scale of everything coming through mm-hmm. and decisions get made that perhaps will affect things later on. And perhaps those yeah. decisions aren't the best have a, they've, they've yes. only been done because the, someone's been shouting the loudest rather than this is actually yes. a technical priority that needs to be done right now. Yeah. yeah. So gosh, yeah, so that, that, you must've, you must've changed a, a, a whole sort of the atmosphere and the, the ecosystem around, you know, development there.
1: Uh, very much for this team, um, yeah. uh, among other things. So we we were so we got to this point where now there was some a bit of stability in the team. So we had mm-hmm. um, um, we had a, a clear idea of the scale of the work we had to do.
0: Yeah,
1: um, we were prioritizing it. We were actually getting things moved from one side to the other and we mm-hmm. get them done. So that was the first step. We we actually stabilized. The other advantage that I brought to to the team was being um a, a senior developer but also having a lot of commercial experience yeah. i didn't have a problem turning around and saying no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so a crack request would come in and i just turn around and say no we're not doing that yet we've got these things to work on you'll have to wait but yeah those... when you're quite new to your career quite often mm. you you feel if it feels awkward turning around and saying no i can't do that yeah. you, you don't yeah. want to because you feel oh they're going to think less of me sure. if i turn around and say i can't do that yeah Whereas, uh, particularly with um, the project implementation, project management work I've done, huh. people would rather understand that it isn't going to get done and understand the reason why. So they can actually plan themselves uh-huh. and they make contingencies. Uh-huh. And it's always good to go back to this is something I found and something that's, you know stood me in good stead in all of my career. If you go back to someone and you're going to say no, go back to them with some options. Mm. So don't just say, oh, we can't do it. Mm-hmm. You, you turn around and say, well, we can't do it because we've got to do these. So you're going to have to make a decision on what's important. Mm. Or, look, we can't do this, but what we can do is we can do this to mitigate it until we get a chance to do this. Sure. So always go back with some options or with some form of dialogue to, and to actually discuss and come up with a consensus as to how you move forward.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I find this with the with the freelance stuff because yeah. a, a lot of people want like the moon on the stick, right? So they'll they'll go, oh, I want something that is like super super amazing but I've only got a really small budget so then what I try and do is is sort of map what they really want but in a sort of a, a cheaper option and then sort of lay out a couple of options for them to, to sort of look at and then perhaps the the thing the supercar the model the the, the the really fast car that they want uh, we can yeah. get we can get there later on but we can go several steps forward before we get to that point. And half the time it's like um a lot of the a lot of the requests could actually be scaled down to make my life a little lighter um and also just understanding the client's needs is so important because um they might not be telling you something that is is super important because they perhaps don't assume that that's relevant right now so it's like to, you know what what do you want this to do in the next sort of three months, because that's going to change my mindset as to how I'm going to develop this now, because I don't want to be coding something and then scrap it three months later, because you're actually wanting to do something slightly differently. Um, it's like, it's the difference between having a gasoline car or an electric car. You want a car, but how do you, yeah. you know, what, 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 engine do you want?
1: <laughs> yeah, it does make a bit of a difference when you, particularly yeah. if you put an engine in and they say, well, here's the batteries for it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Hang on. Yeah, yeah hang yes. on a minute. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, didn't you know Very it was much. supposed to be electric? No, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> Yeah. Well,
1: this, this, this was the, the, the second phase and the, the second uh, evolution that the, the team actually went through. Um, mm. So we got to a point where we had Kanban up and running and we were starting to prioritize and things were starting to go a lot better. Mm. So at this point, um, we had um, some additional uh, an additional developer come on board as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started to have um, weekly meetings with the other teams because we were dealing with, there was a Polish team, there was a Greece team. Uh, there was a team in America we were dealing with, okay, uh, and one in Ukraine possibly. I think it may have been. So we had lots of teams around the place where yeah, we were having yeah. to interface with them. We were we were basically doing the uh, the user portal right. for this um, yeah. this product. But we had um, the transaction team. Uh, there was another back end team. Yeah. Uh, they were the the, the um, project management was being run out of Greece. So it's quite a distributed team. Right. Um, so we um, we then took things forward to the next step, and we actually introduced Scrum um, okay. as our um, methodology for working. Mm-hmm. So we already had the Scrum board because we had a Kanban board. Mm-hmm. Brilliant! That's mm-hmm. an easy iteration to do. Um, we started doing the black log grooming. Mm-hmm. Um, we started to do the um, the other ceremonies, daily stand ups. Uh, we used to have um, you know do the sprint demos, put sprints in place. And then we started to, you know, to run the um, the project forward like that. Mm. And it, it got to the point where we started to, whereas originally we were, oh, that team never managed to get anything done. Mm-hmm. We we're actually being, uh, you know, started to be held up as yeah. an example yeah. of how things should be and how things can actually work. Yeah, so we've managed yeah. to turn the team and pr- around from it being, you know, a stock is a bit harsh, but, you know, that sort of thing to being a, wow, these guys actually can you know, get, they're organized. Yeah. The yeah. Stuff is done as quickly as I might want, but then I'm a project manager and I want it yesterday anyway. Yeah. However, they do get stuff done, and they actually deliver what they're going to deliver. So that so. Must,
0: that must have brought up the morale of the team as well. Not, yeah. not not only the developers, but also the people who are who are relying on those developers, to, yeah. because they can actually see that work is, like you said, is getting done. And you 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 mentioned something that I think is just a a fantastic point, and that was the evolution of the team because a team <laughs> evolves with the methodology and the technology that you put in place. And it does—it certainly does just change the whole dynamic of a team. Now, uh, yeah, I mean, what kind of percentage is your role in terms of programming versus versus management, do you think?
1: Okay, so back then, I would say it was probably about 70, 30 in favor of management. Wow. Okay. Uh, nowadays, it's probably more like 80-20 in favor of management.
0: 80-20, um, but okay. I,
1: Yeah, but my role now is, again, very different from the role I was doing then. Sure, sure. Um, so, um, I'll, I'll kind of lead on to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but with the um, just sticking with the ePay thing and the, this mm. whole evolution mm. of the team, um, the other key fundamental there is that we had a good team in place. We had good um, developers who right. were keen to learn um, and, you know, I, it sounds like, you know, I came in and I changed the dynamic of the team and it was fantastic. Yeah, It, it wasn't just me. It, it was the entire team. Sure. Everybody was on board with what we were doing. Um, everybody understood they wanted to mm. make this work. And, mm. you know, it, it was down to mm. the team. Mm. Um, we did that. I mean, you can have, you know, you can go into a team. Put the best procedures in place that you want, unless you've got a good team working with you, and you know they, they you know want to work with them and are invested right. uh, in what you're doing. Yeah, it's not going to make a blind yeah. bit of difference. No, um, of
0: course not. So,
1: so it was it was a really good team that I was working with, and you know I really got on well with them. Well, yeah, I mean uh,
0: that that kind of change you you're basically shaking the tree, right? So you're you're like making sure that there's no sort of dead word or anything yeah. falling out, or you know dead leaves falling out. So and everyone, like you said, needs to be on board and invested. And it sounds like that team—that team was. So they were. Let's very much so. Let's talk about how that progressed into into Torpedo. Is there? Yeah, sure. How did how did that transition go?
1: Oh, there's, there's a story behind that. Yeah, one. Yeah, well. I
0: thought there was. <laughs>
1: Always a story. Always if a story. You look like that. So the story here is that we would um, obviously, like I said, we'd gone back to um, uh, to Germany. Um, so me and my fiance, um, but uh, my stepdaughter had decided to remain here. Um, she had um, a nice young lad. She'd um, grown up in Cheltenham. She'd been here the last eight years, so she felt that Cheltenham was her home, right. um, and she, she she wanted to stay here rather than move back to um, Germany. Fine, we we you know we were quite happy with that, you know. Um, so we had been there about a year and a half, and um, then we uh, Skype conversation uh, with her. By the way, I'm pregnant. No okay, <laughs> so um, you know we were we were we were happy for her. We were quite quite pleased. Um, couple of I think it was probably a couple of weeks later. There was another Skype conversation. Oh, by the way, it's twins. Oh wow. Okay, so so oh. not only am I suddenly going to become a grandfather. Yeah. Uh, I still feel too young to be a grandfather. I got to tell you. Well, congratulations, uh, <laughs> twins! Wow. You know of all things. So, okay. Um, so, so yeah, we, we were. I mean, we were still happy there, and this is when I was working at Epane. Yeah, things were going mm. really well. Mm. Um, you know, with the of leading the team and everything else. Um, so Steph came back to um, the UK for a holiday after the twins were born. So they'd have been about six months at the time. Right. Um, she came back to uh, to Germany, and you know, um, I met her at the airport. Went back home, and uh, she just burst into tears and said, "We got moved back to the UK." Hmm. And I was like, "Okay." Um, and you know, she said that obviously she'd been here with the grandchildren. I can't, I can't deny that. I mean, we, you know, it's, it's a more than valid reason for moving back. So we moved country again (laughs) because we're good at doing that. (laughs) Wow. So, so yeah, so we, um, so I then started to look for another position. We obviously this time, I mean, previously when we'd moved back to the UK, we hadn't really had a heart set on any areas in particular. Um, We'd, we'd wanted to stay within travelling distance of Bristol because mm. that's where all my family uh, come from. It's where I'm from originally. Right. Uh, if you hear if you start to not be able to understand me, it's because <laughs> I've in a bit of bristle.
0: Bristolian uh, accent, there you go. <laughs> it comes out occasionally. Um,
1: After a so, couple of uh, pints, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, so we'd... Um, so this time we knew we wanted to come back to Cheltenham because obviously that's where um, the grandchildren are and what have you. So I took a, a job with a um, cybersecurity company here um, in <laughs> Cheltenham. Yeah. Um, so um, we moved back, and I the, the role I was back in was pure development. Right.
0: Again. Pure. So, de- okay. Working- so so you went straight back to development. Wow. Straight back to pure development, yeah.
1: So, um, right. and it was a bit of a culture shock, I don't mind telling you. Right. Um, so, we were working there, and uh, well, so I was working there, I should say, and um, the three months probation, standard thing. Yeah. We got to the end of the three months probation, and I just wasn't happy. No. Um, I wasn't, I didn't feel right doing a pure development role anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had discussions with them, and we agreed that, you know, it, it wasn't going to work out. There was nothing they could do to, mm. you know, to, to improve things for me mm-hmm. and I, I think that's quite an important thing as well when you have things like uh, probation interviews as well because in my current role i do a lot of interviews as well mm. it's as much about making sure that you're right you're a good fit for the candidate employee whoever as they are for your company right uh, and that that was the that was the discussion we we're having a, the, the, the probation. It right. was. It was about how that fit was, and mm. it just wasn't wasn't working. Uh, you know, there were cultural issues and things like that. But I just mm. wasn't happy. Mm. Uh, I didn't see a way that I could do the job and be happy. Um, and okay. you know, particularly when you, you get to you know my the point I am in my career, my age, that's a fundamental thing for a position. Yeah. Is very much there's no career building left to do as such. Right. It's more I have to be, be doing something that I get up in the morning. And I feel, yes. So, another day.
0: so what were the what were the main points that were were not driving you to continue as development uh, on uh, the development side?
1: It was there. It was a, a lot of the cultural things, but also I was missing some of the other types of problem solving I was doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, working out how we're going to do things, trying to you know get the backlog in in shape, um, actually doing analysis, uh, requirements analysis, right. A full and un- a better understanding of you know what we were trying to do, and actually be able to direct that um, to an extent as well. Yeah, so being yeah, yeah. able to you know take a lead in mm. you know where you know where we were going with you know mm. the platform and what we were doing things like that. And it, I just didn't it just didn't gel right. Um, so where I was at the time?
0: So it was like a different a different different problem to solve, or a different set of problems to solve. Uh, it's a
1: different set of problems. It's a different style of problem solving mm, as well. Mm. Um, you know, you, you're not just solving it with, co- with code, you're solving it with either architecture. So what, you know, what, what um, infrastructure are we going to use? Who are we going to get to do it? What tooling are we going to use? And all that sort of stuff, and also, you know, to some extent, dealing with the the soft skills as well. So dealing with people, mentoring people, trying to lead people, and you know, bring them on. I've always been, um, you know, wherever I can do, I I try and help out, try and mentor, yeah, try and bring people's own skill levels Mm -hmm. up. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's uh, a it's a technique I actually learned off of um, off of my stepdad. Um, He he's worked um, for many years in logistics and he's you know, managing teams and things like that. And his idea of a good team is you can be away for a week and they won't even notice. When Ooh. you've got your systems down pat, that they, you know, they don't even notice when you're not there. You're doing a good job as a manager.
0: I love that, uh, yeah. In
1: terms of man management, I'm, and to me that is a, a good measure of success for, mm. for um, uh, man management style roles. Um, so If your team can cope without you being there, you know you're doing it right because mm. you're upskilling them. And that's what it's all about. Nice, yeah,
0: I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, is there is there anything um, that you miss from coding?
1: Uh, that's, that's a good question. Um, do I miss coding? Um, I do still get involved in coding. And I do still do. I still do some. Like I said, it's about an eighty twenty. Plus, mm. But mm. I tend to get involved where we're either bug fixing and stuff like that now. Right. Um, so, um, so yeah. But my um, my role now as a technical director is a lot more about. Um, setting the, the direction, architecture, making sure we're using the right tooling—it's all of those sort of things. Right. Um, is, is, and
0: so, is it is it fair to say that's quite a high level sort of look upon the problem?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah very much so. So, um, when I left the cybersecurity company, um, I um, had obviously updated my CV. It happened to be a Friday that, mm. um, that we had the probation meeting on, and that's when I left. Mm. And because we were a cyber cybersecurity company, I was on gardening leave. Right. Um, right, right. And so they, I couldn't. Um, I, they had to give me a month's notice, but I couldn't work there because I was leaving. Sure. You know, sure. It, it didn't matter about the reason for leaving, but because uh, we did um, government contracts and things like that, mm. I obviously couldn't remain working there. So I was on garden, garden League, Updated my CV over the weekend, and then Monday morning, the call started coming in from recruiters, and. Um, there was, uh, there was a couple of recruiters that I thought were really good because they actually took the time to just chat with me first, understand where I was, st- what my strengths and weaknesses were, and more importantly, what I was looking for. Right. And I was explaining about, you know, I'd done this role in, in Germany and, you know, I'd, I'd come back, done the pure development role, wasn't really, you know, that keen on it. Mm. One one uh, recruiter, in, you know, in particular had turned around and said, well, have you considered going into you know, either a technical management role or, a, you, know, a, a, you know, a man management role. Right. And it's not something that really, you know, really uh, 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 clarified in my head that that was, you know, the, the, a route to take. Yeah. Um, and really considered that because I've always been a developer, so mm. obviously I'm going to look for development roles. Mm. Um, and, and we were talking about, that and there's sort of like, there was a light bulb moment. I thought, yeah, actually, that's really probably where I should be focusing more that's, now. That,
0: that's really interesting. So, so a recruitment, uh, agent was, was able to sort of like talk about a particular role that you weren't necessarily aware of. Um, no, was,
1: yeah, exactly that. He was able to give me, well, yeah, it, it was very much, he was, you know, saying, well, look, these, these are other options that are out there that mm. you're obviously not aware of. Mm. I I mean, I've never worked for a marketing agency before. No, no. Very, yeah, first time I'd ever gone into that, yeah. you know, even considered that sort of industry. And, yeah, we'd um, he lined me up with um, Torpedo Group, which is where I am now. Um, yeah, I was lucky enough to, uh, to be accepted and get the job. And, yeah, my role very much now is very much uh, to have a, a kind of a te- technical oversight, technical overview of the stuff that goes on. So we've got some very big clients that we um, do work for. Um, you can go on the website and you'll be able to see um, all, all the people we do. But um, Autodesk, Adobe, uh, some of the bigger names, mm. Epson as well. Um, and we, as a company, we do the whole range of stuff. So we can do print media, we do uh, landing pages, we do fully flown, uh, fully fledged websites, we do portals. Yeah. Um, yeah. We even have, now have um, some e-commerce stuff we've done as well. Yeah. Um, so. You know, we do the whole range of stuff, and my role within, uh, you know, the, the company as a whole is to any digital projects that come up is to, you know, have a bit of an oversight on it, make sure that we, you know, we're using you know best tech, uh, best um, mm. techniques, um, best tools for the job um, that we're we for deploying to the right infrastructure. Mm. Um, and all the rest of um, that sort of stuff. So, so basically, having a very high level oversight, as well as deciding how we're going to resource these jobs, how we're going to get them done on time, making sure that we've got all the requirements we need, um, mentoring uh, developers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. so yeah. So, which is why I don't get to do that much coding um, right. anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, working in Oxford, I don't. You know, by the time I get home, I tend to just want to chill out and relax. Um, so. Yeah, so my coding skills probably getting a little bit rusty, but I still keep myself very much up to date with what's going on as at, at a technical level. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I do feel you don't really need to get in grit in the nitty-gritty of the goal right? Uh, to be able to understand, you mm-hmm. know, what direction a project needs to take. I rely on my developers. Again, I'm working with a fantastic team mm-hmm. of developers. They're really good. They really know their stuff and they know they, their areas very well. So I rely on them quite a bit as to, you know, you know, whether we should be using Vue or Angular or um, React or whether we should be using Symfony or, you know, should, should we build this out in WordPress? Should it be Drupal? Yeah, or should we just be doing a simple but Yeah,
0: I uh, I was having a look at the uh, the website Torpedo and Torpedo yeah. Group, and yeah, I was blown away by the sheer scale of of all the things that they do. It's um like you said, it's 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 so. So varied, um, yes. both, both offline and online, um, yeah. which yeah was awesome, and that that level of exposure to to uh, different technologies, different requirements, uh, it yeah. certainly is great for for the experience, and also all of your previous experience as well that you can bring that to the table as well, which is a, which is fantastic. You've got a, such a such a, a very interesting development journey story, um, yeah. and there's so much involved that I could. I could talk about different things for like hours and hours. <laughs> Perhaps if you're willing, we can, we can uh, delve into more, um, <clears throat> excuse me, in different, in different, uh, uh video, videos like this. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be definitely. very interested to hear your takes on things like uh, recruitment, um, yep. and interviewing because you said that you, you interview as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how many, how many of those have you done so
1: far? Uh, Today I've probably done about, <laughs> Fifteen to twenty. Wow! Uh, okay. So Gosh. we we do I do do different types of interviews. Yeah. So um, we we interview obviously for permanent staff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. We're always on the lookout for permanent staff. Um, we have a team of I think I've got ten developers. At the moment, right. Um, we've I've got effectively three teams <coughs> that work for me. So, um, two development teams, one based in Oxford, one based in London, and I also have a, a specialised EDM, um, so electronic mail delivery um, team. Right. <coughs> Excuse me, um, because mail is a very specialised area of development. Right. Uh, if you think you've got Outlook, and then you've got Gmail, on all your other browser-based ones on your phone and trying to get a, a email that will resize nicely yeah. across all those devices. Yeah. 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 It's such a skill itself. I don't uh, understand half of it. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple of very talented developers that do understand all that, which is fantastic. Yeah, and again, yeah. I rely on them a lot to, you know, to, to advise me where I need it. Um, they don't need a lot of, well, most of my developers don't need a lot of advice from me, to be honest with you. Um, but, um, you know, I rely on, on their expertise in their area. And like I said, they're all really good at that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, um, certainly it's um, it, so permanent staff. Um, we I interview and also freelancers so we do occasionally use um, freelancers for bits and pieces Mm -hmm. Um, the way we work is if we do have to bring a a contractual freelancer in Mm -hmm. um, we will have them working alongside uh, permanent members of staff Mm -hmm. um, so that you know they'll they'll come in on bigger projects where we need two or three developers Um, and then obviously that way, none of the knowledge goes with them, but we can also make sure that they're working in the way we want and to our standard as well. Very good idea. Very good idea. Yeah. 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 And I, th- I think, to be honest with you, sometimes it can help freelancers as well, because um, I know from, you know, from my experience early in my career, I don't know if you find the same, but when you're doing things on your own, in your own way, you'll, you'll get into a mindset mm. of doing things a certain way. Yeah, you get that.
0: very blinkered.
1: Yes. And then you'll talk to someone else and they'll be going, Well, why are you doing that? You can Mm, just use
0: this. mm, You're like,
1: mm. Wow. Yeah. My mm-hmm. head's just exploded. And so working in a team and working with with other people, yeah. it can really broaden out your understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was mm-hmm. my experience when I started with Passos. was mm-hmm. much that. It's like, wow, you know, I didn't know half this stuff existed.
0: No, no. So, yeah, you know. me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. It was a proper, proper shock. And right. um, uh, one one that, which has been for the best because, you know, you can take that experience with you. And I think this is a, yeah. a great point to make is like is all of these things, all of these these um, jobs that you've done, you, you, you are able to sort of take that, all of that with you to wherever you are at the moment. And I think that is, that is fantastic because you, you can, you can get very blinkered and you can get very sort of like isolated uh, sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially if you're, I mean, I'm a remote developer. um, So I work from home and um, often I don't actually go out and, and sort of see other developers uh, but it's when you go and see those other developers, y- you have to have a sort of a level of transparency because they need yeah. to have eyes on your code and you need to have eyes on their code. And we sh- you know t- yeah. to share the knowledge and that knowledge you can take with you. So perhaps not all of the stuff that I do is actually coding like um, all, all of the time. Some of it is actually talking. So t- just talking about the problem and trying to yeah. come up with a, a solution uh, around that. And you, you can solve a problem in so many different ways. Oh, yeah. And different people will attack it from different, um, different uh, uh, sort of like directions based on their yep. experience that they can bring as well. So yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> so um, do you have any advice for any upcoming technical directors? Uh, anyone who is thinking that this is a, where they want to want, want to go in their next career move?
1: Um, you, you have to, uh, you have to be good with people. Definitely. Mm. Um, if you, particularly if you're going to uh, manage teams, um, then you, you have to have you know good conflict resolution skills, um, a good understanding of um, not necessarily. Um, not necessarily the code itself so you don't need to be a domain domain expert in symphony or something like that you do have to understand how these tools work together and how they fit together as well and you know have a real passion for you know know, development itself Mm -hmm. Um, because a lot of your role is going to be actually trying to get other people into doing you know following practices or into new technologies or experimenting messing about yeah. and you know trying to lead them to you know to, to get the finished product in yeah. but i'd say most of all your um interpersonal skills are going to be key right, uh, right. because right. developers can be an interesting bunch i've worked with um all sorts of developers, and um, I, mean, I know the development industry gets gets a, a bit of a reputation for having people with, you know, things like Aspergers and what have you. Mm. And I have to be honest, from my experience, that does seem there does seem to be a higher percentage of people who are on the spectrum than some other industries. Mm. So. Understanding how to approach those people, work mm. with them, get the best out of them, and how to help them mm. integrate with the rest of the team in a way that it's cohesive and people work well together mm. is probably a key fundamental. Yeah. So if that's the sort of thing that you enjoy doing, mentoring, you know, helping people along, you know, and, and making, you know, getting things that work and making things work, it's it's definitely a, would be a good career option for you.
0: That sounds great. That sounds great. Yeah, there's lots of good advice there, lots of golden advice to give. <laughs>
1: and tdd as well tdd, I'm a TDD advocate oh, most definitely good man, so, good man. those are good skills definitely good skills to learn even if you don't get to practice them uh, mm. commercially mm. it's something to look into it, it again it makes you think very carefully about how you write code and how you um, structure things right um, it can help yeah. you help prevent a lot of problems up front
0: yeah 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 I, often i, I find hours on that yeah <laughs> often i find that if i can't test something uh, because perhaps it's so coupled to to yeah. something else, then that is a that's often an indication of a code smell um, yeah. that you have to sort of like look at. Uh, so yeah, it, it's um, it, it's a different. Like I said, it's a completely different mindset, and uh, it's a, it's a great it's a great subject to uh, talk about. In in f- we could talk about it in far more depth. Um, oh yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, your your development journey has been so interesting and has changed and evolved. And you've adapted as well—not only uh, your technical skills, but your people skills, but and also yep. your—you just your, your general life. You've had to adapt to that because, like you said, you 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 were thrown a curveball, and you had to adapt and uh, sort of adjust your career to base yourself close to your family, which is mm-hmm. you know. And these are things that you just can't predict. No, no. No, yeah. so, uh, no
1: I've, I found it best never to plan too far ahead with, <laughs> either, you know, career or anything. Yeah, at all. yeah. Life will throw something at you. Yeah. You do definitely need to be adaptable.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but I'm, you know, I think it's it's made me, you know, you know, the person I am now. I've got, you know, I've got the advantage. I've got a lot of commercial experience mm-hmm. as well. So I've not just been involved in development, but I've been involved in accounts. You know, I can read a balance sheet, I can read a profit and loss sheet. Um, I've been involved in you know, the management side of it, the, you know, the project implementation, mm. you know, project management. Mm. Um, I've been involved in different industries as well, so there's been the e-commerce, there's been the, the, the financial services side of things, mm. um, You know, the ID Nation, um, that was a, a very different um, experience as well. And that's that, that's all stuff I've been able to build on, build on, like you said, I can bring to it. Um, yeah. The advantage now as well is, you know, it's quite easy. It's, to get behind the ideas of you know clients and things like that because i've got some idea about different industries so Mm -hmm. it's it's i'm not so you know well this is how you do it mail order
0: yeah yeah of course
1: i don't have that anymore It's, it's like well, this is how some businesses do it. This is how other ones do. And, you know, you can start to you know, have more empathy for, you now different industry types and things like that.
0: That's great. That's great. Well, thank you ever so much, Jeremy. We'll, we'll leave it there because we're, we're moving on to sort of 50 minutes, but I could talk about all of these things with you for, for hours and hours. So hopefully um, if you're willing, we'll, we'll have you on again and we'll talk about the different areas that you've, you've not only worked with, but, but also the, you know, the interviewing side, the recruitment side as well, mm-hmm. because that is so fascinating. And, yeah. uh, but, Thank you ever so much for uh, for coming on board. It's been great. Well, it's, been great. it's great. So if anybody wants to get hold of you, um, have you got any sort of uh, contact uh, s- sort of uh, Twitter handle or any links that you want to shout out to before we go?
1: Uh, I do have a Twitter handle. I've no idea what it is. Because <laughs> I use people rather than actually doing it. Um, my Twitter handle is... I believe it's at Bow for seventy-four. Right, right. Um, But I'll I'll give you some some links that you can add um, yeah. to the um, to the show notes. If, no if you, worries, no sorry. worries. And
0: I'll put a link down to uh, Torpedo as well. Um, yeah, and uh, and all of that. But uh, thank you ever so much again, uh, Jeremy, and happy coding, everyone. I hope everybody has a, a great week. Thanks again. Cheers. Bye.